The holiday season is upon us, so we're covering moments from your favorite Christmas movies and the financial planning lessons we can take from each. It all starts right now. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam Jules. Welcome to Your Retirement. Chuck Caton here along with, uh, well, Luke Van Abel in studio solo this week here for New Financial Strategies. Sam and Andy are on assignment this week. It's the holiday season, and I'm sure they're getting their Christmas shopping done, Luke, because uh, it's that time of year. Uh, and, and maybe they are also basking uh, in uh, about the week and a half big victory, uh, the Packers uh, over the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll see uh, what we uh, say about snow and uh, the uh, cold Northeast Wisconsin winters. But uh, right now we're just going to do some exploration of uh, beloved uh, holiday movies and sitcoms and explore the financial planning missteps that uh, were made by some of our favorite fictional characters. Are you up for that? Because I am. All right, let's talk about the Griswolds now. Uh, to the uh, Dunderheads, oh, excuse me, the Dunder Mifflin family, and uh, the reliable uh, characters uh, uh, with financial issues and hardships and, um, uh, well, relatable mistakes for a lot of us. Uh, so to help you steer clear of some of these roadblocks, ladies and gentlemen, we've got our favorite financial professional ready to dive into each of these solutions, and that means Luke for how to navigate uh, situations similar to each. So now let's begin uh, with a visit to the suburbs of Chicago. So we're going to go right down, uh, what is it, uh, US 41 from where you are, and then, of yep. course, uh, check in. Uh, with the Griswold family first. The truth is, things ain't going too good at all. You know, I told you I borrowed the RV from a neighbor. We live in it. Had to sell off the house, the barn, the 10 acres. If only I had back the money that me and Catherine sent that TV preacher that was screwing the hockey player. Eddie, Ellen and I want to help you give the kids a nice Christmas. Clark, I couldn't do that. No, no, we, we insist. Oh, no, I'm not one for charity now. Oh, I know that, Eddie. This isn't charity, it's family. Boy, <laughs> this is a surprise, Clark. <laughs> this is just a real nice surprise. Here's a little list, alphabetical, starting with Catherine. And if it wouldn't be too much, I'd like to get something for you, Clark. Something really nice. All right. Uh, this isn't charity, it's family. A lot uh, to unpack here, Luke. And, of course, that's uh, Cousin Eddie, who was played by Randy Quaid. And, of course, Clark uh, Griswold, who was played by Chevy Chase. Uh, in the 1989 holiday hit National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. How can we forget it? So tell us, what can we learn from this scene? There is just so much going on there, and I haven't seen this movie in forever, so I should probably <laughs> watch it again just to relive all that is Griswold Christmas. Um, but so much going on. Um, you know, helping others is a wonderful thing. Um, this time of year, especially, there are so many people in need, um, so many different ways that we can give back. And I find it really challenging, Chuck, because on one hand, you know, you know, I've been blessed. My family's been blessed. Sam and Andy have been blessed. And we just want to help out as many people as we can, not only in the financial arena, but through charities, through church organizations and things like that. But we also have to step back and... I think be wise. I think oftentimes we use that in reality as an excuse to not give because we're like, well, what if they just squander the money in a way that we wouldn't think of? Um, and I don't think that that's the point. But here, you know, given what we know about 
what is it cousin eddie um his character has been more than a bit irresponsible leading up to this point and so i think we just have to be careful use a little wisdom uh before we maybe give money to somebody who has shown themselves over and over to um maybe not making the best financial decisions um it might be more loving to just i don't know help them develop a budget help them develop a spending plan to change what has been basically going on instead of just giving them money and sort of covering up what's what's underneath it all you're such a nice guy luke i would just say cut him off and don't even talk to him <laughs> i know i <laughs> but no I, you're you're absolutely right because I, I think that everybody in our audience i think most people in our audience know a uh, cousin eddie in their own yeah. families that uh you know they'd love to help out from time to time uh but uh when they're irresponsible when it comes to uh uh, their uh, finances and uh, the priorities. It's the old, uh, you know, you you live in a shack, but you own a Cadillac type thing. Right. Uh, it's not good. Uh, so even though uh, his wife, Catherine, is very, very lovable, uh, it really is something that you, you have to have, show a lot of tough love, I think. Right? Yes. It, it makes yep. a lot of sense. It's a challenge for most to balance the lending and borrowing money from a family member. I mean, you don't even want to be on the other side of the fence. Uh, right. have to borrow from a family member. And in this case, it really doesn't feel like much of a loan uh, to Eddie. So, uh, you know, you're caught uh, in betwixt to between. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, you know, what did what did he say in this clip? You know, he wishes he had the money back that he sent um, the TV preacher. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, it's an important lesson uh, that, mistakes all too often happen to to any of us right i mean we can all fall prey and i think we just have to be even more vigilant today uh for things like that um but you know folks might be inclined to invest or trust or give their money um to somebody that you know just seems like they're in need but we have to be we have to be super careful about this um and you know this brings us back to the the moral of the story that, you know, we don't need to feel obligated to do, um, to give right to your point, Chuck, like sometimes it's just better to cut them off and, and, and simply, um, let them, let them figure it out on their own or, um, help them out in a different way that maybe isn't financial scene. That seems to be the real crux of the situation here. Absolutely. Uh, because uh, it doesn't do any good to write a contract up to a family member if they can't live up to it. Uh, it's not worth the paper it's uh, written on uh, if you want right. to do something like that. And of course, or just give them the money, right? If, or just you know, give, yeah, you yeah know, if you know they're not going to pay you back, then go in eyes wide open, right? Absolutely. And just give them the money and don't expect it back. All right. So that's the first part of our uh, little uh, diatribe here uh, about. Uh, well, giving to a family member or even receiving money here on uh, our uh, retirement show called Your Retirement. And remember, Green Bay and Appleton are where the offices are. And 866-203-7486 is the number. Don't procrastinate. I know the holidays are coming, but uh, if you want to get your house in order and maybe get some advice from Luke Van Abel on how to handle family members who are always looking for money, uh, he can always help with that as well because he is much more diplomatic than Chuck Caton is, that's for sure. Uh, now, there's one more pertinent clip from the film that's important to include here as we wrap this segment up. And uh, given uh, uh, you always take a comprehensive look at circumstances and situations that folks are facing when they're crafting a customized plan, 
So uh, let's find out about it. My bonus. Open it, Clarky. Open it. With this bonus check, I'm putting in a swimming pool. I've been waiting for this bonus to make sure the pool goes in as soon as the ground thaws. I had to lay out the money in advance. And until this little miracle arrived, I didn't have enough in my account to cover the check I wrote. There's enough left over. I'm going to fly you all down here to help us dedicate it. I can't swim, Clark. Clark, what's wrong? What is it? It's a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. Well, there you go. This clip was a little bit uh, uh, interesting. So what are your thoughts on that? Clark's mentioning that, you know, he's he's paid for a pool deposit with money that he doesn't even have yet. But he's counting on this bonus. And by golly, this is going to save the day. And then he's going to fly everybody out because he is just feeling like a millionaire. Well, as we go into retirement, if we're going to shift the focus back to retirement, it's still important to have an emergency fund. It's still important that um, and, and, and we find this with most of the families that we serve, that if you have been spending well prior to retirement, going into retirement probably isn't going to change much. But if you've been struggling when you've got a regular paycheck, it's going to be hard in retirement as well. Your problems don't magically go away. So ensuring that you still have an emergency fund um, that you can, even though you can access that without penalty, your retirement funds, which tend to become like an emergency fund, we can't just go in there and take out huge sums of money for swimming pools that you maybe don't have. You have to spend in proportion to what you do have saved for retirement Um and, and and live within our means, despite the fact that our government doesn't have to do that, despite the fact that Clark's not doing that. We need to learn from these lessons and not repeat those mistakes later on or currently in our life. Absolutely true. So, Luke, very quickly, what can uh, dual financial strategies do if people are in a pickle uh, financially with that uh, uh, problem, that incessant problem of having a, a relative always asking for dough? Well, if you have uh, if you've got a relative that's asking for dough, if you've got other questions pertaining to retirement, whatever it might be, uh, we talk about the financial red zone, which is that kind of five years leading up to retirement, whatever might be going on in your world. um, We are here. We are focused for the last 20 plus years between Sam, between Andy, between myself has been you, those pre-retirees and retirees. We know that you have concerns. Um, Every day we are addressing those concerns for families to help ease their mind, put together plans. If there's a fit, you know, if we can help you, um, we're not saying that we can, but it starts with kind of an initial casual conversation about what's on your mind, what might be keeping you up at night, or what are your concerns for the future, um, so that we can address those and see if there's something that we can help with. And if we can, uh, we can talk about a relationship at the appropriate time. But Chuck, you can let people know um, the only way that they get to contact us and sit down and take an opportunity to, to discuss their retirement is if they reach out to us because we will not be reaching out to them. All right. It's very simple to do what Luke just said, and that is get that retirement lifestyle review that can be provided for you by Dual Financial Strategies. And the number is 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And again, 
again, uh, whether you're in uh, Green Bay, Appleton, or anywhere in between in this uh, wonderful area called the Fox Valley, give Dual Financial Strategies a uh, call because, again, as Luke said, over 23 years of experience in this industry, they are fiduciaries, which means you come first when it comes to retirement planning. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. Don't procrastinate. Make that phone call. We're going to continue on in the next segment with a little bit more uh, uh, of the travails, right? Yes. When we come back, we cover a few more holiday-themed financial planning mistakes from Hollywood. We'll be back in 30 seconds. And welcome back to your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton sitting in with Luke Van Abel this week of Dual Financial Strategies as Sam and Andy are gone. Uh, again, I hope they uh, give me a big present. I hope they bring you a big present, too. I think they're out looking around for uh, some uh, holiday cheer for uh, both of us and for our listeners because uh, uh, Dual Financial Strategies can help you out. Uh, in retirement planning. When you're looking ahead to 2024, maybe that's going to be the year that you decide to retire. 866-203-7486 is your number. So let's return Luke to Hollywood for another uh, beloved uh, holiday theme clip. But instead of uh, being from a Christmas movie, uh, this clip is uh, from one of the most uh, beloved sitcoms of all time. Presents are the best way to show someone how much you care. It is like this tangible thing that you can point to and say, hey man, I love you this many dollars worth. All right, and this of course, uh, as we know, is uh, Steve Carroll playing uh, Michael Scott in the episode of The Office from 2005. And in the Christmas party episode uh, from season number two, Michael says, uh, that, uh, well, it's worth a lot. That that was the comment that he made. He goes on to spend 200 bucks in his office uh, secret Santa match. Ryan, so far, uh, far exceeding the limit set for the gifts, which, which is around $20. So let's talk about this. What are your takeaways, uh, Luke, on this clip? Uh, did he overdo it as it pertains to financial planning missteps? Yeah, I mean... He did overdo it. I mean, he was trying to compensate. He was trying to get people to like him by spending more than what was predefined um, by the by the office pool. Um, quite a comical scene. But in reality, when we step back into reality, we want to be careful that emotion doesn't get the best of us. Right. That we don't um, maybe try to win people over with just the the financial spending. Um, and we have to be careful with overspending because the the other part of this was that he, Steve, you know, Carol in this in this situation, he didn't have that money. I mean, he shouldn't have been spending that money on that. Um, so we also have to be careful in retirement that we're not overspending, whether it's on somebody else in the holidays, which I know is is a pull and is a tough thing because we feel some sort of obligation or des and desire. Um, and it also reminds me, and this isn't really financially related, but um, my mind goes to uh, there's a book called The Five Love Languages. And, you know, we all have our own sort of pull. We all have our, the thing that we, makes us feel a little bit more loved. And, and clearly Steve's character here is showing that gifts are of big value to him. And he is just assuming that everybody else is going to be won over by gifts. We have to know who we're giving to. I think that's another lesson here in addition to being careful about 
how we spend, especially in this season of just getting caught up in the the hustle and bustle. I know. I hope my wife's listening to this <laughs> at the same time because, uh, you know, we tend to uh, love to uh, uh, lavish uh, some of our friends and family members with gifts at this time of year. And sometimes you uh, kind of lose the, the uh, focus of what uh, this season is all about. So, uh, you know, I know a lot of people think it's uh, very much commercialized, but you can kind of temper it, especially when you're on uh, some sort of uh, spending plan in yes. retirement, right? Because yep. that, that is a, a big key here, because one thing you don't want to do is this, and that is... I declare bankruptcy! You can't just say the word bankruptcy and expect anything to happen. I didn't say it. I declared it. All right, so overspending can cost you, and you certainly, you know, maybe we're hyperbolizing a little bit here, Luke, on uh, going bankrupt at Christmas time. But yeah. I think, uh, but people tend to sometimes overextend themselves and then wait for January to pay the bills, and then they find out uh, it's going to take them more than a month to uh, get back to, uh, you know, above water financially. Yeah, or like we were talking about in the last segment with Gr- with Clark Glisrell. Griswold, right, where he was waiting on that bonus to pay pay for the the pool purchase. And I think sometimes maybe we overextend ourselves knowing that a tax return is coming or something like that. Um, but for for those of you that that struggle with this, you know, it is time to, you know, sort of tighten the buckle and 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 have somebody help you you know reach out find somebody that can help you with the day-to-day management so that you don't have to take on that whole burden yourself so you don't have to be in a situation like mr scott here where he's thinking that he can just out loud yell um you know that he's going to declare bankruptcy and that's going to fix all of his problems which of course we know is not the case um but keep in mind too that if you have if you've done well with your savings, if you've done well, like many of the families that we serve, you're likely not going to just jump off a cliff and, and start spending frivolously. Um, but, but having a plan for that is what's key. Whether you're a spender, whether you're a saver, having a plan will give you a lot more freedom to find the balance that you know, we're, I think we're ultimately looking for so that our assets can last, so that we can live a meaningful retirement all these things play a part in that that overall picture. All right, so Michael Scott, again, a character in The Office, and now we're going back about, I don't know, 18 years ago talking about this. His oh, character man. learned the hard way that making this declaration that I'm going to go bankrupt with uh, less than two seasons from this particular episode. Now, what would Luke Van Abel give as advice to Michael or some out there that uh, have a little bit of a spending issue uh, with uh, their finances? I think I kind of alluded to it a little bit ago, but sit down with somebody. I mean, don't be afraid to ask for for help. Um, I've mentioned it before on the show, but, you know, my mind goes back to these athletes like the Packer game this last week or Tiger Woods coming back to golf. They all have a coach. I mean, these these athletes are functioning at the highest possible level, yet they are still seeking help. And I know for myself, when it comes to certain things, it's hard to ask for help. Um, And I'm sure, you know, we all have our own relationship with money. But if you're in a place where you're not confident about what your plan is for retirement. If you're in maybe a challenging financial spot, get a second set of eyes, get a second opinion. 
pull somebody in who's got experience, who focuses on retirement. Maybe that's us because you've been listening. But if it's not, find somebody else that you trust, that you're willing to go to, that can help steer you in the right direction. Uh, because it doesn't have to continue this way. And if we continue to do the same things over and over and over, right, we're doomed to repeat ourselves, and we don't want that. We want to sort of get off that crazy cycle wheel and and get on a little bit better path. Absolutely. It's 866-203-7486 to get on that path to a successful retirement uh, with our good friends at Dual Financial Strategies with their offices in Green Bay and Appleton. They can help you. I know that you may be busy with the uh, holiday spending uh, and it, Again, we want you to uh, be very uh, prudent about that because a survey released earlier this year by Credit.com found that more than 80% of individuals, Luke, 50 and older, said that they don't see the need for a budget. And over half of those from 18 to 34 said the same thing. Now, uh, if they're not looking at it from the rest of the year, what about this time of year? And the purpose is to get back on your spending. And, uh, well, budget is a key piece of a planning puzzle. You've alluded Mm -hmm. to it so many times before. So let's hit one more Christmas classic before we take a little bit of a break here and evidence for our listeners what we are talking about and check in with George Bailey from the 1946 classic It's a Wonderful Life. Don't you see what's happening? Potter isn't selling, Potter's buying. And why? Because we're panicky and he's not, that's why. Now, we, we can get through this thing, all right? We, we've got to stick together, though. We've got to have faith in each other. But my husband hasn't worked in over a year and I need money. How am I going to live until the bank opens? I got Dr. Bills to pay. All right, Dr. Bills to pay there. So George Bailey's facing a fallout from a bank run, and he's trying to handle the customers. So what are your thoughts, Luke, on uh, what financial planning takeaways can we extract from this classic moment, uh, uh, this wonderful movie that uh, well, was going back about 80 years or so? Wow. It's hard to believe it's been that long. Yeah. Well, it's important that folks understand that they are investing and saving and stashing their money away um, for a purpose to help alleviate some of the the pressures of a bank run. Um, the deep dive into the particulars, you know, can help you flesh out the clearer picture and have a more customized picture. And but let's first address the customers in the clip and their concerns. You know, one woman says their husband, her you know, her husband hasn't worked for over a year, and the man we hear to close out the clip um, is indicating that he needs to pay for doctor bills. So these are very common concerns of retirees and pre-retirees. When you have a complete plan, you can eliminate these concerns like the aforementioned ones here. We have tools to address the potential long-term care concerns, um, having an emergency fund like we discussed in this last segment, All the things pertaining to, you know, having a plan, having set aside funds for emergencies. Um, I mentioned long term care. You know, these are tools that we handle. Maybe they're not right for you, but if you have a concern about them, they should at least be addressed. um, And it starts with a phone call. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to make sure to uh, let folks know how they can make sure that they're setting themselves for a wonderful life themselves by uh, building a financial plan with dual financial strategies. And it starts with a retirement lifestyle review. And that comes at no cost, no obligation from Sam, Andy or Luke uh, with all of their experience, uh, over 23 years of experience in this realm. And the number to call to make that no cost, no obligation appointment is 866-203-748. 
7486. That's 866-203-7486. Jot it down, and that Retirement Lifestyle Review can be yours, and also a bonus. Uh, This is the time of gift-giving, so uh, Sam has uh, penned a book that's in its second and close to third printing now. It's always being updated. It's called Purpose Determines Placement, and you'll find out all about that and get a copy of that book when you come in and meet with Dual Financial Strategies about your retirement, either their Green Bay office, their Appleton office, whatever you will, 866-203-7486. Well, we've got to take another break, and uh, what's coming up next, Luke? Coming up, we learn lessons from the retirement planning ghosts of Christmas past and present so we can apply them to the future. Back uh, on your retirement uh, with Luke Van Abel, who is in studio with me, Chuck Caton. Uh, we're happy to be uh, bringing you holiday cheer on the uh, retirement front on your retirement program from Dual Financial Strategies, 866-203-7486 is the number. So when it comes to retirement planning, we might be better off looking to the future rather than hanging on to the memories of the past. And of course, uh, that's coming up when we look at uh, New Year's Eve and uh, Old Lang Syne and all that kind of stuff. So let's talk about some of these things here. Uh, when it comes to retirement uh, planning, the ghosts of Christmas past and present, so uh, we can uh, apply them to the future. And one thing I think, Luke, to keep an eye on, uh, because it has been so volatile over the past few years, is market conditions. Yeah, and market conditions play such a pivotal role in um, the outcome of retirement, especially if you've got market-based assets or significant amount of money in market-based assets. Um, Thanks to technology in our global economy, the market changes constantly, right? We see this, we experience this, and we, um, we see and experience the volatility and have over time. But if the market falls just before or in your early years of retirement, this is the fancy term for this is called sequence of return risk. But all that means is that if we take on that risk earlier on in retirement, we see a large drop early in retirement, then this has a bigger impact on how long the money will last than if that same bad bear market, if you will, came later on. And also, we also need to remember, so we need to address, we need to address that piece. We need to address what are you comfortable losing? Because nobody wants to lose any money. Uh, let's face it, we want all of the upside with none of the downside. But we also have to remember that the closer we get to retirement, the more um, and the more we lose, we've got less time to recover from that loss. So if we lose 50% in our f- portfolio, like many people have um, in the past that don't have a solid plan, that don't have, you know, tools and resources in place to sort of shelter themselves from some of that, then you need to get a hundred percent of rate of return just to get back to even, right? If you have a dollar and you lose 50 cents, you're not just getting another 50% rate of return to get back to where you were. You need to double your money. You need a hundred percent rate of return to get back. 
So especially as we get closer in those retirement years, it's important to take a look at risk. It's important to look at your appetite for risk. And we can address that through a number of different tools uh, within our office. Absolutely true. Another thing you have to look ahead on uh, if you are getting close to uh, deciding when to take Social Security. This is still another matter, Luke, that uh, people wrestle with as they approach retirement, isn't it? It is. You know, this was just coming up this last weekend uh, with someone that I was having a discussion with outside of work uh, in a personal conversation, someone that was a little bit older, closer to Social Security age. You know, and while the pundits and the politicians debate about the future of Social Security and how long it'll be there, it's up to you to determine when uh, you should claim Social Security or better yet, you and the help of um, someone who's going to have your back that kind of has a pulse on what's going on in the market, i.e. a financial advisor, a financial coach, something like that. Because while most retirees still file for their benefits before full retirement age, and I've seen numbers that show that just over half file at 62 at the earliest possible age, um, you need to have a conversation because there's so many other factors that are involved in when you should take Social Security. How much do you have in assets? How long are you going to live? Are you married? What's your focus from a, an inheritance standpoint? Um, because that's going to determine where and when you pull from Social Security versus other assets. So you can see there's many different facets to Social Security and when you should take it. And this is one of the largest sources of income that you're going to have over the next 20 to 30 years if you live that long. So it's really important that the right decisions are made early on because gone are the days of sort of redoing this and paying it back once it's sort of set you're set going forward. Absolutely true. And that's the kind of advice that you can get. Uh, And again, it's different for different people depending on your situation. And it's 866-203-7486 to talk to Luke or Andy or Sam here at Dual Financial Strategies to uh, discuss your situation as to when you want to take Social Security. Uh, Another thing we need to talk about is uh, what uh, Uncle Wisconsin and uh, Uncle Sam, there's two uncles that are in your pocket, uh, and it's called taxes uh, that you need to pay on uh, your retirement nest egg, and uh, that's got to be regarded, uh, especially as we get closer to 2025. Yes. So, um, you know, those uncles aren't going away. I mean, I hate to be the bad bearer of bad news there, but they're not going away just because you've magically shut off the income spigot uh, from work. So for all pre-retirees and early retirees, you know, you've many of you, you've been socking money away um, wisely in, in to some degree in these pre-retirement accounts, um, pre-tax rather retirement accounts where you got that tax benefit up front. But now when you're you're looking at retirement, you're going, well, wait a second. Now I got to pay taxes on that income. Plus, we need to factor in all the other sources of income that you're going to have. We just talked about Social Security and Social Security, even though you've already paid taxes on that money, you're also going to pay taxes on it again for the vast majority of people when you account for the distributions you're going to have from your IRAs, your 401ks, pensions, any other income from a working spouse. So taxes are also going to play a central role in your retirement in how much you end up keeping of the income that you've got coming in. Because like Chuck said, Uncle Sam, 
Uncle Wisconsin, they're not going away. So your plan, your retirement plan needs to address taxes as because how you take it, when you take it, which accounts you're pulling from um, is going to play a central role. And eventually, if your if your plan is, well, if I just don't take any money from those IRAs and those 401ks, well, then I'm not going to get taxed. And you would be absolutely correct until you turn 73 years old. At 73 years old, old Uncle Sam says, well, you are forced to take out a mandatory withdrawal in the form of a required minimum distribution. And then every single year after that, from those pre-tax accounts, that money's going to be flowing out and getting taxed. Absolutely so address true. the plan and address it now. All right. Uh, another thing you have to address is inflation. That's not going away, and that's not certainly uh, immune to uh, the state of Wisconsin and uh, your situation. Right. Inflation is no surprise. We've all been feeling it. Um, how it can impact you is another story. It puts your purchasing power at risk. It's crucial to plan for how inflation could affect your potential 30 plus year retirement. The options for growing your money safely can can keep changing and will continue to change. So you need to be up to date on the advice that you are getting. What worked for a different generation, a generation ago, may not be the most lucrative or the most efficient way to save and invest today. And, you, you know, we need to be building retirement plans with some inflation in mind because it's it just it's costing us more to live. And we're being naive if we're not accounting for that going forward. And another thing you got to account for is uh, long term care uh, possibilities. We certainly knock on wood to hope you stay as healthy as possible. Uh, but Luke, uh, a percentage of people are going to need long term care. Yeah, they say the numbers are seven and 10, 70 percent of people. None of us are getting any younger. That's for sure. Um, you know, we are aging. We're living longer than than we ever have. Um, so, and they say now that every day until 2030, so we're in 2023 right now, the end of the year, going on 2024, 10,000 baby boomers will turn 65. And um, every single day going forward. And so if you don't have a plan for how you're going to cover your medical expenses, um, your long-term care costs that are not covered by, if you're thinking, well, healthcare costs, that's covered by Medicare. I should be good there. I get my supplement and I'm good to go. But if you are in a facility or you need in-home care or assisted living, that's not covered by Medicare. So you need um, to be addressing this. There's less and less companies that are offering programs here, but we, we have multiple strategies traditional long-term care, hybrid long-term care. If you have concerns about that, you can reach out and we can talk more about those details. And quickly, as we wrap it up, income is the key and uh, reliable income in retirement is also uh, where you can help people. Absolutely. I mean, I think a, a lot of the things I hear from the big talking heads on TV, they talk a lot about net worth. How much is your net worth? How much do you have saved for retirement? That's more of a function of the growth and accumulation phase of your life um, leading up to retirement. Once we're starting to have the discussion about retiring, so many things change. But in the topic of income, it becomes more about income. Your workplace income has gone away. We need that income to come from somewhere else. Yes, indirectly, that net income or your um, net worth is going to play a role 
in your uh, retirement, how well you can succeed. But it's it's turning that pot of money into an income stream that can efficiently go to you, last for years, accomplish the goals that you have um, for the next 20 to 30 years. All right. So the way you can find out about all of this and discuss it uh, as you approach retirement in that red zone is to get that retirement lifestyle review from Dual Financial Strategies. And the way to do that is to uh, make that uh, phone call to get a no-cost, no-obligation sit-down with Sam, Andy, or Luke at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Don't wait. Uh, You might want to make the appointment after the first of the year. That's fine. But call right now to make that appointment because they're very busy and they are uh, ready to help you to and through your retirement plans. They're fiduciaries and that means you come first uh, in the planning process before anything else. 866-203-7486 is the number. All right, it's question and answer time coming up, isn't it? It certainly is. It's the most wonderful time of the show. When we come back, we're answering questions from listeners and more. Stick around. And we are back here on Your Retirement. Chuck Caton here with uh, Luke Van Abel this week. He's in studio all alone and handling himself very well because it is the most uh, wonderful time of the year. I will spare you from me singing it. But uh, for dual thanks, Chuck. All right, I appreciate that. Uh, (laughs) Sam Doolin, Andy Schooler, maybe uh, Christmas caroling right now. They're not in studio this week, and uh, of course, that retirement lifestyle review can be yours at no cost, no obligation. When you give them a call at eight six six two zero three seven four eight six, they're in Green Bay, they're in Appleton, and if you're listening to us anywhere in the Fox Valley, they're at your service here at Dual Financial Strategies. And Luke is uh, at your service as well. We've got five questions here for you, Luke. So. Are you all set to uh, tackle them? I am all set. Let's go. All right, let's go to Green Bay, and Lynn is there. And uh, what do you cash in first, Luke, uh, asks Lynn, IRAs or non-IRAs? My husband and I will uh, wind up with a gap of four to six years between retirement and claiming Social Security. So should we cash in IRAs or non-IRAs? Mainly, uh, I mean 401Ks and money market accounts. Uh, We've got no other income, and I'm just wondering if we cash out our IRAs first or last. They're all traditional IRAs. Excellent. Thanks, Lynn, for the question. Um, First, I want to address kind of that um, cash in concept, Um, because when I think cash in, I think sort of taking all of that money out and going into retirement. um, You know, while you were working, you probably were living month to month, you know, on whatever income that you've got flowing in. And in retirement, for most people, it is no different. They kind of want to replace that monthly income. And so it doesn't have to be an all or nothing cashing in all of an IRA, letting it sit in a bank account that you can pull on. Um, Taking monthly distributions uh, would be a wise way to do that uh, versus cashing them out entirely. So that would be sort of the first thing that I noticed there. But to get to your your main question here about, you know, should we take from those pre-tax accounts that are going to be taxable? Should we take from maybe the non-retirement accounts um, that may or may not have some tax advantage depending on your tax rate? 
that is going to depend on so many different factors. Um, everybody's situation is really unique, so you should sit down with somebody and have a discussion about it. However, you have mentioned here that you and your husband um, will have an income gap for four to six years, meaning you're, what I take from that is you're not going to have any other income sources coming in. So, therefore, your tax slate is clean. You've got no um, taxes due and no income, so that needs to come from somewhere else. And then... I think we want to take it out in the most tax efficient manner possible. So if we can start pulling from those IRAs, which ordinarily would be taxable, you would benefit from at least the first portion of those distributions. Um, if you take a standard deduction on your taxes, not having any taxes due on that. Now, once we go over certain thresholds and we move from the 10% bracket to the 12% bracket to the 22% bracket and so on, then, you know, we're paying incrementally more in taxes. But having a distribution plan where you can take from those IRAs um, early without much in the way of taxation is a wonderful thing. And so the short answer here, not knowing all the details, would be start taking from those IRAs um, because it's going to be pretty favorable situation. If we start butting up against tax brackets, we can look at other areas to pull from in a tax efficient manner. All right, uh, we have Olive in De Pere, who says, I had recently transferred my Roth IRA to a new brokerage firm. The original Roth was opened 10 years ago uh, with the yearly contributions being made. Uh, does the five-year clock for withdrawals restart uh, in the new Roth IRA account? Hi, Olive. Uh, the short answer here is no, it does not restart. Uh, but you bring up a really important rule that other listeners uh, would likely benefit in learning from. And that is that you have to have a Roth IRA open for at least five years and be 59 and a half years old to access all of the money inside of that Roth IRA. So that would be your contributions and the growth in a tax efficient manner. So no, it doesn't reset. But from an optimizing standpoint, if you don't have a Roth IRA today, the best time to set up a Roth IRA is at 54 and a half years old or sooner. Why is that? Because 54 and a half plus five is 59. And so that means by the time you're 59 and a half years old or beyond, then you could be pulling distributions tax-free without limitations. And there's a bunch of other rules that go into this, but uh, wouldn't be appropriate to talk about at this moment. You can right. come in and we can talk more about that. Excellent. And that number again, uh, to make that appointment to talk to Luke is 866-203-7486. Walter is in Larson. He says, I have uh, a vested pension that I can take at either 55 at 1700 a month or 60 at $2,000 a month. I plan on working till 65. <laughs> So the current strategy is to invest the entire monthly pension payment while I'm still working because I shouldn't need it. Uh, by my calculation, the break-even is until around 89, even without considering investment returns. So is there any possible reason to uh, wait until I'm 60? Hi, Walter. Um, so the right financial decision and... Um sort of what happens in reality, I find there can be a disconnect oftentimes. So for, you know, taking, if you can take the money early, reinvest that at a reasonable rate of return and actually not touch that money, that, that could be a good strategy. Now, what I find is that people go in with really good intentions. 
Um, but depending on your relationship with money, depending on how you've your, your track record with spending, many people start to dip into that money. And so they think, hey, that's growing kind of nicely. And so I'm going to start taking from it. And then it becomes not as good of a decision then to take it early because you're using that money to live. Whereas if you had waited to 60 or yeah, well, it looks like it's either 55 or 60 years old that you could take this, this pension income, you know, you're going to receive $300 more a month. Well, that doesn't sound like a ton of money. When you look at this $300 times, you know, 12, $3,600 a year times however long your retirement is, this is a significant amount of money over the rest of your life. Um, I have not done the break-even calculations because I'm just learning of this now um, to know whether 89 truly is the the break-even on that. That sounds a bit long to me, just, just looking at the numbers right now. Um, but same goes with Social Security. The longer we wait, the break-even on Social Security um, is closer to 79 years old. So whether you take it 62 or 65 or 62 versus 66, 67, it's closer to 79 years old. With a break-even of 89, that, that's quite out there. That's beyond normal life expectancy. So taking a little bit earlier, if you can be diligent in, in saving and investing that money without touching it, um, could be advantageous. But we want to consider life expectancy, how long you think you're going to live, what other assets you have in ultimately determining when the best and most appropriate time is to draw pension income. All right, we've got Stan in Appleton next for you, Luke. He says, is it possible to roll over a simple IRA into a Roth? It is possible to do that. Um, simple IRAs are, for, for the listeners who are not aware or maybe have never heard that term, a simple IRA, a SEP IRA, these are sort of special IRA accounts for small businesses with under 100 employees. Um, not the SEP, that's for even less, um, but around 100 employees or less. So we're not talking about big companies. They have special rules that you can't roll these funds over for at least two years. So you have to have that simple IRA for at least two years then it can start to move um, down the road. All right, and finally, we have uh, Marshall in Menasha. How's that for a little uh, consonants? Uh, yeah. Will uh, drawing my IRA account, Marshall, say, um, count toward uh, the total income that I'm allowed to make while receiving Social Security? Hi, Marshall. Um, so the short answer is it will not because we have to make a distinction between what is earned income and what is unearned income. So the income limit that you can make every year and not be taxed on your social security is in earned income. So this is from a job, W-2, or from a business, 1099, or some other form. Um, under that type, then you have those income limits before the penalty goes into play. But your IRA income, uh, taking a distribution from that, pension income, that is what we would call unearned income, meaning it didn't come from those other sources, so it is not going to account towards those limits. Uh, but you do need to account for, you know, because you're taking that, you know, money out of an IRA, that doesn't mean that uh, there won't be any taxes on your Social Security. Your Social Security could and likely will still be taxed. It's just that... Um, you will not get penalized on your Social Security um, for taking from your IRAs, even if it's above above the twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollar mark. You're not going to see a penalty from your Social Security unless you have earned income. 
All right, so those are great answers from Luke. And, uh, again, uh, you can get that advice, uh, wonderful advice from Dual Financial Strategies by just making an easy phone call to 866-203-7486. You'll get a complimentary visit with Sam, Andy, or Luke and get that retirement lifestyle review for you. If you're looking into uh, 2024 as being your retirement year, let the folks at Dual Financial Strategies help you because they've had uh, experience for over 23 years years, and they are independent. They are fiduciaries. Uh, They're not going to sell you something just to uh, make a commission. Uh, It's all about you and uh, uh, the worthiness of uh, them to help you Uh, to and through retirement, whether it's the Green Bay office, the Appleton office, anywhere in the Fox Valley, uh, please give them a call. Uh, And don't procrastinate. Make that uh, phone call right now so that you can uh, maybe get a pre-Christmas appointment or certainly after the first of the year. 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Well, Luke, it's been a wonderful show. We have missed Sam and Andy, but I'm sure they're going to be back soon. I hope they uh, got a lot of Christmas shopping done. And a lot of caroling done, and maybe it's going to be your turn next. You never know. Uh, your final thoughts. Well, we appreciate you listening. Thanks for being here. We'll be same time, same place next week. And we know this time of the year is busy for you. So, as Chuck mentioned, call in now, make an appointment for after the first of the year because we know you likely have other things on your mind. But call in, make an appointment for early next year uh, so that we can get you pointed in the right direction. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.